podcast Ascenta Insights. My name is Nanda Felding, a senior partner at Ascenta Partners, an executive search firm in London, where I run the global consumer and brand practice. As we are approaching the end of the year, we have just released our grand finale, our final episode by Roger Philby by the Chemistry Group. If you haven't listened to it yet, I highly encourage you to do so, as it is an exceptional piece and true food for thought. And so, after 21 episodes, we are wrapping up this first Ascenta Insight series. And to conclude, Joe and I thought it might be nice to share a reflection of this incredible journey over the past months, which has seen us cover a diverse range of topics covered by brilliant guest speakers. Joe wanted to ask me a few questions, and hopefully this gives a good summary of our content creation during this pandemic. I would like to thank you, Nanda, for this first season of Ascenta Insights podcast. We've had some fantastic guests on the program with tremendous diversity, as we have had a truly global collaboration, ranging from the US to China, Indonesia, and Germany. The topics have been very varied, but always linking back to leadership and people management. Nanda, remind us, how was the idea of the podcast born? Thank you, Joe. And it's been a great journey so far indeed, thanks to our hugely diverse collaborators and audience globally, who I would like to firstly thank. The podcast idea was born as we saw many of our clients raising the same topics, in terms of the unknown. I, the pandemic threw all of us into a complete new challenge without having answers readily available. As a contemporary executive search firm, Ascenta continues to innovate, and hence we came up with the idea to launch a platform where specific topics could be addressed by our global network of experts. And what better way to do it than a podcast? Hence, we thought to launch Ascenta Insights. In our episodes, our guests have reflected on how you, our listeners, can develop your business, create a thriving culture, grow your employees and yourself. When reflecting on managing your business, we heard how strategy still remains important, but that we now need to expect the unexpected moving forward, meaning change and uncertainty is something that we integrate into our business plans. Nanda, what were the main takeaways for you in this area? Well, we started the podcast series with Imogen Joss, and she established why strategy still remains relevant to running your business, as it might be an uncertain period, but strategy is still key in moving forward in a perhaps less predictable world. Imogen's episode was a great start and remains to be one of the most downloaded ones. Karen and Jen elaborated on how we managed the only certainty we had, uncertainty. I strongly believe this constant change and uncertainty has a direct impact on not only the business strategy, but as well the talent requirements, as we've heard multiple times throughout the series. Additionally, the uncertainty has led to a change in consumer behavior as there are certain trends that have been accelerated, such as e-commerce and sustainability and purpose. With more people moving online, it means that digitalization is no longer optional. It is necessary for survival. Eric Johnson and Zoe Zhu highlighted the importance of moving to an omnichannel strategy and the right culture linked to it, i.e. a fail-fast mentality. We've had several digital-themed episodes, which were all highly successful, 
specifically on the fail fast and retail 2.0 topic. Business strategy is obviously led by people, and hence it is perhaps even more important than ever to ensure you have the right people at the helm of your business. Talent who can anticipate and somehow feel comfortable in a more agile and less predictable environment, where taking calculated risk is critical, while being able to lead from the front with empathy. One of my favorite episodes is regarding the correlation between emerging market talent and post-COVID leadership requirements, which might be a talent pool to generally consider when we talk about where can we find the more crisis-proof leadership capabilities. It also resonates with the ever-important topic of DNI. Your answers show the complexity of managing in uncertain times. The points you mentioned all have an influence on business culture and demand changes in organizational setups. If we move on to corporate culture, how should leaders approach this important but very complex area? We've talked a lot about agility over the past months, and we've had several interesting episodes linked to this important topic, which ought to be great and ideally preserved in a company's culture post-pandemic. Many of our clients are amending organizational designs to remain agile and or to incorporate digital more at the heart of their organization. Hence, this is not just a cultural value. It is truly setting the business up to be agile. It is truly setting the business up to be agile and changing the way to interact with your employees. Carolyn's episode was a great one, covering an example of how Global Brands Group became more agile as a business and enhancing new decision-making from the bottom up while using an app. As mentioned, diversity and inclusion is the other topic, which has accelerated during the pandemic, thanks to BLM. Companies are waking up to the correlation between diversity, innovation, positive business results, and preventing blind spots. We've had several great episodes on this topic, including yours, Joe, and another one by Lucy, sharing the secret source of inclusion, i.e. trust. Trust really ought to be at the heart of any corporate culture to get the best out of your people and to make diverse hiring a success. I think one of the key messages of the DNI conversation is that it's not one single solution. As with many topics, there are multiple components and scenarios to bear in mind. For example, when we look at talent, we need to look at the overall cognitive diversity rather than thinking we just hire a person from a different race or a different gender. We should also not just look outside the organization, yet understand how well do we embrace diverse ideas? What does the current senior leadership team look like? I really love the famous Netflix book, No Rules Rules, which talks about creating the right environment to receive constructive feedback which I think is a key prerequisite for tapping into the potential created by hiring diverse talent. Totally agreed. And as we know, it all starts with people. Let's move on to this aspect. With remote work, it has been more challenging than ever to motivate and support your employees. Reflecting on this, what were your takeaways here, Nanda? Yes, great question, Joe. I think this is very much linked to another positive development post-pandemic the ability to talk about the importance of mental health. People ultimately are what makes or breaks your business. And this incredibly challenging time has put a spotlight on many new areas. Companies all of a sudden got to know their employees on a more personal level, as the lines blur between private and professional lives. Perhaps something that was already put into motion due to social media over the past five years. And as just mentioned, trust is key when we talk about corporate culture, yet it is also key when we talk about leadership. We've had several successful episodes on the topic of purpose, and this is not just a nice branding tool, 
It needs to be ingrained in an organization from culture to authentic leaders to HR strategies and policies. Leaders ought to offer an environment where employees feel psychologically safe. Empathy is one of the critical themes here and has been throughout the pandemic. As we know, different people obviously have different responses to a challenging situation. And adaptability is one of the key words that is important to consider and encourage. Ross presented a new dimension on how we can help employees to thrive, namely understanding how adaptable they are. And talking about authentic leadership development, CHX, our affiliate that is an expert in providing companies support in terms of mental health, including supplying tangible data on the well-being of your people, contributed an episode which is a great example of the importance of authentic leadership, as this will indeed enhance employee engagement and trust. Senior leaders have been truly tested to embrace an authentic approach. As we have all faced challenges this year, we could hardly imagine before. Virtual working is a new norm, and this highly agile way of working is impacting future HR strategies. The future of work is one of the most discussed topics, and Chiara's inspiring episode encourages to take a different approach to time and space. I really like this episode as this pandemic has truly taught companies to appreciate people are just people and we cannot not work nonstop. We have emotions and we are far more successful if we are happy in our workplace, whether it is due to a certain level of freedom in terms of personal work setup, hours or location. It's a powerful tool in terms of talent engagement. Again, Netflix is a great example. Yet less progressive companies are making great improvements as well when it comes to offering senior talent roles based in locations they would normally not have considered. I personally believe all of this is great as it enhances the talent pool and increases DNI levels. And many of our clients are far more open about these conversations compared to, say, a few years ago. The other topic that I would like to just briefly highlight is purpose. Several of our episodes on this topic were extremely popular as well which, as Eric Liedtke explained so well, is affecting the talent an organization can hire as much as bottom line results, as consumers want to buy brands that do well for the planet. This sustainability topic is clearly affecting people as much as it affects overall business strategy. And Julian's episode drew a nice line between the digital transformation and current sustainability transformation companies are going through. Finally, coming back to talent. In my episode, I encourage leaders to seek to attract a diverse team, yet basing this on cognitive diversity specifically. Having a cognitive diverse team means avoiding blind spots, finding creative solutions, and an opportunity to be more innovative. As Roger mentioned in our final episode, organizations can move from talent scarcity to talent abundance by accessing external and internal talent that is currently invisible to them. Truly inspiring. But finally, Nanda, what wise words would you give to leaders on how to grow themselves? If I would have to keep it concise, I would say stay curious. Curiosity means one would always want to evolve and learn new things. Yet it also instills a certain level of humility, as you understand there are other ways of doing things. The beauty of today's world is that things are moving so fast that yesterday's answer is no longer a given for tomorrow's question. Hence, the best leaders in my humble view are the ones who get this and who are able to view the world through a lens of curiosity and seeking opportunities. It is all about being able to navigate an unpredictable future by anticipation and listening to your customers, as well as your younger employees. 
hierarchies are dismantling. And I strongly believe the future ahead is one where collaboration will be a key word. Finally, and naturally, many of our guests have mentioned empathy as an important aspect of leadership and being an authentic leader who is not afraid to demonstrate vulnerability, to communicate openly, and to admit when things are not known. People do not expect the leader to know everything, yet they do expect the leader to provide them a psychologically safe environment where levels of trust are high, which creates the right platform and fertile ground for innovation, idea sharing, and agile decision-making. Fantastic. This was a very insightful and good summary of our podcast journey over the past months. We hope that you have enjoyed this season of Ascenta Insights podcast. Any ideas of what's next, Nanda? Thanks, Joe, and not yet. We will continue with our podcast, yet Series 2 will be a slightly different format. Hence, all I can say is stay tuned in the meantime. Finally, I would like to say a special thank you to my dear colleague, Harriet Forbes-Lang, because without her hours of editing and endless support, we would not have had a podcast. Well, finally, also thank you again to you, Nanda, and to our audience. Thank you for your support and engagement during this time. And we would like to wish you a peaceful and restful holiday and a very happy new year. Thank you.